Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the conversation series. I am excited for this one today because I have Carlin Bathe here with us today, and she is fabulous. And I'm going to turn it over to her and let her introduce herself, and then we're going to get into this. Thank you so much. I'm so stoked to do this. This is yes. so much fun just to chat, have a conversation about something we both love. So for everybody who's just listening and doesn't know who I am, hi, I am a TV host and reporter covering the LA Kings and a little bit of Angels baseball out here yes. in Southern California for Bally Sports West. I'm also a voice in the video game NHL. Yes. 21 and NHL 22. And I also love uh, streaming Call of Duty in my off time, which seems to be rare these days because we're all getting busy again <laughs> as the world opens back up. What What is what is calm time anymore? And now that we came out of COVID, everybody's like relaxed. And now we're like, all right, time to get back to work. <laughs> right, exactly. There's no, there's no downtime anymore. No, and I, no. And we were sick of it. And now it's like, wait. Can we have some of that back, please? Wait, I can't wear pajamas in the lower half of my body every single day all the time anymore. Dang it. Who invented that? Sucks. No, but I am, I'm incredibly excited and we're massive uh, hockey people here. Um, and we love the, the beautiful game. And, um, what's also awesome is that you cover baseball, which is, um, a close place to my heart. Cause I grew up in a very baseball home. So, um, it's a twofer. Um, would love to kick right off and get into your story of how you came to be doing what you're doing at what, why sports reporting and why reporting in general. It's kind of a long story. I uh, was 19 when I moved from where I grew up in Maine to over here in Southern California. And I feel like a lot of people at that age have that job in mind where they're like, oh. I just, I'm going to school because I want to do this because that's my plan. And at 19, I moved and I was like, well, my plan is to like make enough money to like live in the place that I'm living and like be sort of happy. I had no plan of like, all right, what's my dream? And yeah. I loved sports growing up. I've played hockey my whole life. Very cool. And that was like just always a natural love for me. Yeah. But I didn't grow up knowing like, oh, broadcasting, that's achievable. Like, I didn't think like that. Yeah. So when I moved here, I started working on the King's Ice Crew, shoveling snow. Very cool. And <laughs> it was so much fun. One of the best jobs ever. <laughs> and I did that for about five years. But the first season that I, I auditioned, there was somebody named Heidi Andrel who was going around and interviewing people. And I was like, whoa, this girl loves hockey gets to talk yeah. to people tell their stories yes. and you're telling me that's a job that's what I want to do and I just loved everything that Heidi did I still follow her along to this day and like love everywhere she goes she's yeah. um she's a great um colleague and friend of mine and then Allie McKay, who was a news reporter and TV personality here in Southern California, who now lives in Maine, we swapped coasts. <laughs> she, she brings this like insane energy and a little bit of comedy to yeah. what she does and how she reports. And I've always tried to like tie that into what I do. So she inspired me. Heidi opened the door of like, whoa, this is yeah. an existence that I didn't know was possible. Yeah. 
and then five years on the ice crew, three years in arena hosting, much like yeah. Abby Labar over in Carolina, yeah. who yeah. I know you're familiar with. <laughs> I am very familiar with. Yeah, so we've got a similar path there. And then from there, spent about one year doing digital over at FS1 here on um, in Southern yeah. California, and then bounced to our regional network, Valley Sports West. And I've been there since about 2017, 2018 now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been, it's been a blast. That's, that's the brief version of my story. No, I love it. And I love now that when we think about it, like there was Fox and there was ESPN and, but it's all now, like you can probably catch everybody on Valley now. That's just the massive network where you can catch every single uh, one of your incredible faces um in some sort of way um thanks yeah it's it's been fun being on those on those regional networks they span far and wide (laughs) across the states they do you are a a massive well a massive gamer as you alluded to what does it feel like to be the first female broadcaster to be a voice in ea sports nhl franchise it is insane it still doesn't feel real it's one of those things that when the opportunity came around, it was a no-brainer to say yes to. There's a lot of things in life where maybe you got to weigh the pros and cons. There were only pros with this. And I was so honored to have been even thought of for that role. And I remember, um, so my husband is is friends with their producer. We call him Rammer. Um, And my husband's nickname is Hammer. So Hammer and Rammer, (laughs) Hammer and Rammer are friends. And he, Rammer let him, let him know, Hey, we're looking for this position. This is a role that um, possibly if your wife's interested, we'd love to see her work. And I remember like recording my audio reel for it and getting like so into it and so serious. And I read an actual like hockey report that I had written about Adrian Kempe for a previous game and like made sure like, this is authentic. This is what I do. And they ended up choosing me and going with me. And the whole experience was just like incredible. And the the amount of hours and time and people that it takes to even do like one portion of a video game is mind blowing. It's absolutely insane. But it's been an honor and I'm, and it's one of my proudest accomplishments. That's awesome. And like, I was just talking to somebody yesterday about the music industry and they were, they were saying the same, same kind of thing, like the amount of people it takes to actually produce something. And for a video game, I can't even like the attention to detail that has it's to go. It's, it's nuts. Um, and so I can't even imagine the amount of work that had to go into all of that it's it's mind-blowing to me it is it really is it's like just to give you a little brief rundown like think about all the thousands of player names just to say those names and it's not even like a part of the script of what i actually am saying in the game most of the time yeah but like i didn't even register that on my radar before recording i'm like oh yeah you need me to say however many thousands of hockey names yeah. and you say it in the same tone and inflection so oh it rolls into the sentence that yes. you've got recorded after it because they yes. all need to like m- match with one another yes. it's insane but it's yeah. a lot of fun i always uh i always like to make the comparison of hockey last names to when you go to any kind of graduation and they have to like practice how you read their last name so you don't mess it up 
Like yes. that's just what I always think of when I hear having to practice hockey names. It's like yes. that graduation scene right there. <laughs> it's, it's very true. It really yeah. is. And then there's letters that don't sound like the letters that they yeah. are. And then it just throws you for a whole loop. <laughs> it, it's so funny because we hear one thing on TV and we say it completely like the team pronounces a completely different way. And we're like, hold on a second. <laughs> and then sometimes you, you go ask the player and they're like, actually, it's like this. this and way. they never wanted to correct anybody because, of course, they're a hockey player. They're the nicest humans on the planet. <laughs> we, um, we're incredibly, we have... Um, Stephen Lawrence and mm. on on our team, and of course we found out this year because we have been calling we have been calling him Lawrence, and yeah. he was like, "No, it's Lawrence." And I was like, "I'm sorry, you've yeah. been here for how long, and you're just now telling us this?" Yep, yep. And he, he's just like, he's like, "It's all right," and I'm like, "It's not." <laughs> That's a hockey player for you. That is <laughs> how great they are. They're just like they just want to play the game. They don't really they care what they call them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I would love to hop into game days with you because this is one of my favorite parts of just asking you guys. This is just what game days look like for you and what your favorite part of game days are. There's a lot of different components to a game day at home. It's harder for me to get to the practice rink. So they'll hold a morning skate in the mornings. Yeah, I try to get there the day before and kind of do my morning skate prep or ask questions during that practice rather than during the morning skate. I live in Orange County, closer to the Ducks facilities (laughs) than I do the Kings facilities, which are up in LA. So on a game day, say I did go to morning skate, not the day before I would start in El Segundo and my morning starts at like 9am. I'm over there game day skate 10 10 30 ish leave around 11 30 11 45 got all my notes yeah i usually record things on my phone recorder i've got like hundreds of just player interviews coach interviews yeah great tool to go back and utilize if you ever need to at some point and i'll transcribe whatever they said that i think is interesting and work that into the broadcast so I'll have a couple different hits throughout the game and try and pick something that's unique or something that will bring value to whatever the themes are that we're talking about. So if it's a player debut, maybe I'll ask the coach about what they've seen from this player in the minors, what they know about them, transcribe that into my own story and then deliver that on air, bounce it back up to the guys upstairs. And that prep, coincides with the hair and the makeup which in sports i don't know if the hair and makeup artists exist elsewhere but they don't exist where i'm at and i am my own hair and makeup artist and had to do a lot of youtubing to figure it all out and you I've a come, beautiful job thank you beautiful i've come job. to uh <laughs> this is as good as it gets <laughs> so <laughs> that's where i'm at and like that eats up a lot of the afternoon so yeah. I'm slowly like, you know, chipping away, listening to whatever's going on on NHL network, listening to my hockey podcast, taking my notes and so on and so forth. Then getting to the rink and I'll get there. If there's a 730 game, I'll likely get there around 345 to 415 and start my day with a player interview. 
We'll okay. do a walk-in. They arrive. They got their suits on. We do yeah. a, you know, one-on-one. And then I'll eat dinner there. Then we've got the broadcast time, whatever pregame starts. If it's 7.30 game time, we'll start at 7. Okay. And kind of go on from there and, and do the game. And I like to stand in one spot. So I've got my, like, rinkside reporter position at the glass. And I'll stand there all game long. Okay. <laughs> and okay. In in Carolina, the rinkside I mean, reporter position. I don't know if you've been to the wind tunnel. Have you been there? Yes. You know all about this spot. I do. <laughs> it is an actual hurricane inside the bowels of PNC Arena. It is. So yeah. I despise with a passion having to stand in that spot for an entire game but i do it for the love of the game the beautiful yep. game <laughs> yep, yep. so I, I was just about to ask you like do you have because abby stands i can see her every game she's like diagonal to me across the ice we see her and yeah she stands there during when play is happening i was just about to ask you if you have your spot and if it's the best seat in the house so mine is at my home rink and then everywhere else it's just up in the air it's a total gamble of where i'm at and it's it's um nice to have the consistency when i'm at home and that's for when i'm doing like my reporting position and when i fill in for the hosting chair we have um, a host his name's patrick o'neill yeah. he recently got an incredible opportunity with the angels to be one of their lead play-by-play broadcasters so yeah. he's made this incredible jump and i've had to fill in for him yeah. which big shoes to fill yeah. <laughs> and he's incredible at what he does but in that position there's a lot more i don't want to say relaxing in a sense i'm talking about like the way i'm propped up during a game i i get to sit in a chair and watch and it's it's delightful um but there's a lot more work involved so that yeah. those days i those days are a little different. I don't do the walk-in interview and there's yeah. more verbal prep and written prep for tosses and tags and leads to features and yeah. questions to ask our analysts and so on and so forth. So those days are totally different, but similar. Yeah. And I like to sit in the chair. <laughs> it's comfortable. I love it. So, yeah. I love that so much because you are just like, you're like a comfy chair it, it, compared to standing the whole game. There's yeah. a difference. There, there is, is. <laughs> big difference, big, big difference. difference. Yeah. Now, when you are doing uh, on baseball time, how is game days or how does like, what is the difference for you between hockey and baseball? The baseball stadium is about seven minutes from my house. Oh, so it is not far and right. the commute is much oh god it's just so much better and I, I so that's the biggest difference is um no it's quicker to get there and yeah. the atmosphere is so different first of all yeah. you're battling the outdoor elements and i'm a i'm a sweater i am not like one of those girls that's like oh 90 degrees my face nope. is perfect no. no i literally am drenched my hair's a mess like i'm trying to figure out how to cool down i burnt my scalp i learned that you got to put sunscreen on your scalp even if you have hair on your head like i didn't know that learn yep. the hard way um battling the elements is way yeah. different at least i can bank on an arena being freezing cold and i know how to appropriately dress for that yep. that's a whole different beast of the ballpark and 
to be honest, baseball was not my natural sport of yeah. choice. Like I chose to go into this hockey space. I grew up playing hockey. I speak yeah. hockey like it's my first language. And baseball is something I actively have to work even harder at. So I ask a thousand questions and people probably want me to be quiet. But I am always asking my colleagues, asking the play-by-play, -play, asking the analyst, asking my producers, asking other writers. And you'd be surprised at how helpful people are. So if you're willing to learn something and willing to do the work to make sure you know what you're talking about, the help is there. Yeah. And the flow of the game is fairly similar where I'll have to arrive a few hours earlier, do a player interview, um, eat, take notes, continue to get ready, and then have a hit or two in-game and then do the post-game interviews after. So very similar flow. Yeah. And then the length of game varies, as you know. Hockey is pretty – it's on a schedule. Like, it's they get in consistent. and they get out. Yeah. Unless there's overtimes, and then even then, they're like five minutes or a shootout, guys. We gotta go. Like it's you gotta get off the, the playoffs. It's gotta you gotta get off the ice. You gotta yeah, go. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. like they've got something to do after. I don't know, but hockey is yeah. just on yeah. pace and so quick. And baseball's yeah. like we got nothing to do after, so we're gonna take as much time as we need. So that's that's the biggest difference too. Is like yeah. the gamble of how long is this game gonna be? Yeah. And kudos to the players that do that every single day it's a grind and it's impressive yeah i i was just thinking about this can we put in our linkedin bios under languages can we put hockey can like can right with that is now a language because yeah. i feel like it should be yes. because it's just you have to you have to understand like we say certain things that people look at you and you're like what in the world did you just say totally that guy's got a nice head of lettuce and you're like <laughs> what the hell <laughs> she go she okay <laughs> yes she get hit in the head too many times and you're yeah. like i did yes yeah. i did yeah yeah yep. no i i think it, i think it should be a language i'm strongly again i'm strongly for it so your the kings had a fantastic season this season hats off to them we and we're all we're both sitting in seats where we're like yeah we could have we could have made it a little farther we would have loved right. it that would have been nice <laughs> We would not have been complaining. Um, favorite memory of this season um, with the Kings? Wow. Um, honestly, the whole season was awesome. Like, there were a lot of storylines, a lot of players making debuts this year. Yeah. I think just seeing the success of some of the young players that had come up and gave it everything they had, like, I'm – I'm impressed with the way that Sean Dursey played and came up and stepped in. I'm impressed yep. with the way Jordan Spence played and came up and stepped in. Yep. Um, Dustin Brown's retirement, that I don't want to say is a favorite moment because it's absolutely heartbreaking. Who wants yep. to lose a player like that? Yep. What an incredible career after 18 years. But his press conference and hearing him speak about his career and his family and like what the kings have meant to him right. and just it reciprocated what he means to us and yeah. so yeah. that was truly a favorite moment of was being able to see him kind of get that off of his chest and out into the world before yeah. the first round started yeah. and 
uh, it's not a favorite moment to know that he's retiring, but that was just a beautiful, a beautiful way to have him say in his own words what this all meant to him. So that was sweet. But just seeing the story arc of the season and these players growing into their own and battling so much adversity with COVID still ravaging through teams while they were still testing. And then the injuries that we've had, like there was a time where the entire Kings like back end was just obliterated. (laughs) It was, it was not what it used to be. And the way that these guys were able to step in and be like, we got this, we got this to the best of our ability. It was really fun to watch. I feel like this year, was the year of the rookies and the young in the younglings because they stepped up in a way that I mean rookies came in and just completely said hold my beer watch this we're going to show you guys how we score which was the coolest thing to watch just across the entire league um we had one on our team it was and it was just it was cool to see him kind of just show up and say I'm here yeah um and so I, I truly like, it was incredible to watch this and whole season to think about years past. If you yeah. look at hockey a decade ago, yeah, there was never a time or three decades ago, there yeah. has never been a time where as many doors as there were that opened this season, this Absolutely. season have been opened for players. Like, Absolutely. I don't want to, I, I, I don't like anything about COVID. COVID stinks. It's the worst. I hate yes. everything about it. Yep. The flip side to it happening is, holy smokes, did yes. these guys get a shot they may never have been able yeah. to get. Yeah. And you look at your, your farm system and you think, well, sure, maybe these guys will get a shot at least some yeah. point. Can you think of a time where eight doors opened at yep. once? No. This was so unique. These past few seasons have been so yeah. unique. And I don't think these guys know, or maybe they do know how incredible this opportunity was for them. It could, they could have not been able to knock on that, on this door this soon. They may have never been able to knock on this door. They may have knocked on this door and that spot that was vacant closed up right away. But these guys were coming up COVID protocols, taking guys out for eight to 10 days. They're getting a chance. They're getting a shot. Some of them are still here and running with it. It was truly incredible. I think it's, I think to your point, like the farm system, they took advantage of COVID and said, hold on. If you need like, if you need someone to be called up, we're going to make sure you get someone that is NHL ready. And they were ready. Yes. To your point. They were. It was impressive. Hats off to the farm system over COVID. (laughs) Cause I mean, they truly, they showed out and they were, it was impressive this season. It really was. Yes, absolutely. Applause, applause all the way around for them. <laughs> um, one thing I love, you mentioned it briefly, but mentorship in the world of sports is, is such a powerful thing. Has there been someone to you or a group of people that have been huge mentors to you throughout your just entire career? There's so many. There are... There are so, so many. Everybody I work with, yeah. first of all, there is not one single person that I work with that I I don't value. Like I I am so thankful yeah. just for every single person. One of the pieces of advice that I give to young people who are looking to break into this business is 
learn what everybody around you does because yeah. you're not getting into this job for the glitz and the glamour and the camera and the yeah. lights and the need all the players no it's yeah it's yeah. the exact opposite this is a yeah. team sport off the ice off the field off the court right. it is so important to know your team know them well and know yeah. what they do so yeah. i spend a lot of time in the production truck i try to go into the production truck and just chat <laughs> and say hello right. and like COVID took a lot of that away for a hot minute yeah. but this baseball yeah. season this summer i'd started doing it again and i was like hey guys like how's it going like i want to know who's making the graphics that day i want to know who's cutting the video i want to know yeah. who's mixing the audio know these people know their names know what they do and i i don't even consider mentorship one person who taught me everything i know it's like all of them taught me everything i know i know what to ask for yeah when i go to other other arenas in yeah. my in my audio because my a1 matt huff told yeah. me verbatim what to say you know right. i know how hard the evs operator is working to make sure yeah. they're finding that right highlight that <laughs> i don't bother somebody and ask them during a certain time right. where i know they're probably cutting a highlight right now like yeah yeah there's just so many different variables that you've you should be learning and you should know about. Yeah. And I think a lot of people get into this business and they go, well, as long as I worry about my job, my notes, my career, yeah. my my stuff, then I'll be good to go. And it's like, maybe, but you might not be the best to work with. So yeah, yeah. I, I credit everybody I've ever encountered at work, including my own colleagues. I love bouncing ideas off of my own colleagues, my, you know, our play-by-play, -play, our analyst, Alex Faust, Jim Fox, Patrick O'Neill, Jared Stoll, Derek Armstrong, like yeah. these guys, I can just chit chat with them, right. ask them how to do something better, ask them, how could I word this differently? And they're yeah. phenomenal about it. And right. then in terms of career mentorship, Jack Wilson, who is one of our um, like digital directors over at Valley Sports West, yeah. He is somebody who's like risen with me through the ranks, started way long time ago and now has worked himself up to where he is now yeah. and has been that person that's, you know, always handed me the microphone or yeah. given me a shot or yeah. knew maybe I'm not mentally ready for something or think right. that I'm capable, but he knew that I was and would put me in positions right. to make sure that I was moving forward and right. trusted me with things. And then... Our marketing department at West also, they were so helpful when I was just doing their digital platform called Extra Point. Right. So we had um, Ian LaValle and Andrea McPhee and Jessica Musmano, and they were just like, and Kyle Oshiro. Oh my gosh, I'm like thinking of all these names. <laughs> they were so helpful in giving me the like stage of like, here's what we can offer you. And help us make these things come to life and i'm like you got it um but yeah i i i don't have a standard mentor where it's like oh i call this person yeah. once a month and fill them in on everything it's yeah. like i take advantage of the ecosystem that we're surrounded in and i highly recommend that approach yeah. to everybody because we should be learning what everybody does Absolutely. and how we can help them and then in turn they'll just naturally help us as yeah. we move along too. Everybody's a small piece of a, a much larger puzzle. And it's a very, very beautiful puzzle once it's all put together. And that's what 
when we watch games, that's what we get to see. Absolutely. Uh, so I, I applaud you guys. Cause it is, it is a very small pieces of a puzzle. Um, and it, you guys work efficiently, um, though it may look like chaos behind the scenes some days, but for sure, <laughs> yeah, it is, we you know, in chaos. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, I think that's the best environments to work in sometimes it's just yeah. utter chaos. Um, but you guys do a beautiful job of doing it. So applause Thank off you. every single game day. I want to go back to your, you playing hockey. What position did you play when you played hockey? Or what was your favorite part about playing hockey yourself? I love playing defense. My dad was a defenseman and he, he was like a stay at home defenseman. He was not a goal scorer. <laughs> I am the same exact way. Nice. I will break it out of the zone i will set you up with a pass i will always find your stick if you yeah. expect me to find the back of the net you're crazy <laughs> it's not happening i i am not a goal scorer yeah and this old lady bod can't take a slap shot to save her life so stay at home defenseman for life is my i love my that I've, I've never heard stay at home defenseman but i quite like that term now yes <laughs> yes using that it's a little old school to be honest because most defensemen are two-way you know offensive minded yeah. you don't hear it much anymore it's creative though i like i like the term i like yep. it i appreciate it because i'm probably the same way i'm like i'll stay here yeah i got this you here. go you go <laughs> You go ahead. You're going to be faster than I yeah, am. Getting down there. <laughs> I, I love to ask this question of the fabulous woman that I get to talk to in sports. What has your experience been like as a woman in the world of sports? I just try to trailblaze as much as possible and not think about the things that I'm doing in a way where I could not do them. If I don't even know how to word it. Nothing I, is off limits for us. You know yeah. what I'm trying to say? Yeah. I don't need, yeah. I don't ever try to look at something like that's an obstacle. Yeah. I can't, I can't conquer. Yeah. I just always look at things like, okay, maybe I have to yeah. try it this way, try it that way, but it's achievable. Yeah. And I feel like in sports, we're going to stop hearing the first woman to ever call a play-by-play -play, blah 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 yeah. the first all-woman broadcast the first all-woman yeah. production i hope we stop hearing that I hope we do because too. that means it's a regular thing that yeah. means women are in these positions and it's no big Great. deal so yeah. while i am so aware of how important it is to keep trailblazing and making history and supporting my colleagues who are doing so I yeah. cannot wait for the day where they don't right. have to label it like that. And it's just commonplace that yeah. we are all in this together, dominating okay. no matter who you are and yeah. what you do. And yeah. it's equity for everybody. I'm a huge cool. proponent of equity for everybody. Yeah. Everybody needs the same tools and opportunities to be able to succeed. No one should be given less or more based on yes. any other circumstance. Absolutely. I, I absolutely love that opinion and love, love that perspective on things because like, why is it so weird or not weird, but you know what? Why is it so weird that it's a whole female reporting team? You know what I mean? Like, why is that such a headline to people? Right. Right. It, it shouldn't be because it should just be normal. Like it that should be. 
yeah should be normal for all of us because women can women can do it too it is not it just exactly one day it will be normal and it'll be because of those firsts and those those women who had those first all-female insert here you know and it it will be normal one day because of them so that'll be exciting to see (laughs) you are a part of them so you can i mean people women and young girls are looking up to you when they're coming in and wanting to be like you so you are you are part of that group as well so honored to be thank you (laughs) Um, my last question for you is just what inspires you i would say my family inspires me a lot i i think we all work hard for something whether you have different goals in mind and you're working toward those mine would be to exist in this universe leave it a little bit better than how i got here (laughs) and appreciate the time with my family and i live far away from them now i moved away when i was 19 and i love to work super hard and then go vacation and see my family for like two (laughs) weeks during the summer we skip so many christmases and thanksgivings and birthdays and you know, you blink and 15 years have gone by and it's like, what are we all working hard for? So I am, I'm working hard for my family. They inspire me. And it's like, I just work really hard to always get back and see them. And then I, I work hard to set this place up better than how, how I got here too. And it's, I'm going to bring up Dustin Brown again, because he, said a lot of this kind of rhetoric in yeah. his retirement press conference where he was yeah. basically saying like i just want this place to be better than it was when i got here and he yeah. felt like he did that like i want to leave my profession at the end of the day and be yeah. like yeah we trailblazed yeah we got innovative Absolutely. yeah we blew people's minds and uh just kept knocking down banging down (laughs) doors like i want that to be part of my legacy and make things easier for the people who are coming into this biz behind me i i just want things to be easy and i also want people to know nobody's paths are the same either everybody's path and i'm sure you know you've done a lot of these episodes everybody's got a different path so just kind of trailblaze in my path and hope people can realize like, Oh, that's one way I can yeah. do it like that. <laughs> yeah. I think that's and to your point. Like that's the beautiful thing that has come out of all of this. Yes. I might have had you and Abby and so many other incredible females who work in sports on here. Not one of you has gotten to your place the same exact way. There is no such thing as getting to the same way, the exact same way. Yep. And that's the beautiful part of it. Everybody has their own journey. Everybody has their own path of life and that's what makes all of this so beautiful um you're right yeah i i i love that and i hope the family keeps you humble because mine sure does oh yeah yeah you got a dad that chirps you or a brother or sister yeah yeah it exists yeah yeah i got a dad who grew up in sports and is super competitive and he's like he's like oh you want to go and i'm like "Mm." I don't, we're the exact same so i'll do it right back at you <laughs> yeah exactly yeah they got to keep you humble yes. for sure for sure that's what it was for wouldn't be a regular day without it that's for sure yep 
Absolutely. Um, Carlin, I appreciate you being here so much and talking with me. I've, I've had an absolute blast. And if you do not follow this amazing woman, um, I hope you go and all of her socials will be linked down below. I'm, I'm already excited. I'm already counting down the days for the next NHL season. Me too. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> we still have playoff hockey going on right now, but when you don't have a team in it, you're like, all right, tight. It's time, time to exactly, go. Exactly. Exactly. Speed up a little bit. We're ready Move for the along. Right Colorado yep. just win already. Put the dagger in everybody's chest. Let's go. Come on. I said, I said, I'm an East coaster and I, you know, cheering for it, but I'm like, Colorado, you're just going to go ahead and just get it over with, please. Make it quick. <laughs> Put the bandaid off. Let's call it a day. So, exactly. um, but Carlin, I appreciate you being here. And as always, I will see you guys like your next time. Bye y'all.